0: Yeah yeah I've seen that happen a lot and also children can get overtired as well sometimes they yes. won't sleep because they're too tired and they become restless as well mm. so getting that getting that balance right is it, it, difficult and you know, people are organic right um mm. they live their life based upon a lot of things that are happening in the environment around about them uh, yeah just saying like last night I tried to count a hundred sheep and I didn't fall asleep. And I'm like, well, yeah. And it's like, we, we had this talk about sleep um, yesterday. And what I said was that you've got to think you've got to plan it in advance. Right. Mm -hmm. Like for example, um, somebody might say, okay, you should be in bed at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And okay. That's, that's That's good, but I think that's only relevant if you've got up earlier and are tired because you've had a longer sort of day as well. so I think that you've got to plan these things in advance it's not it's not people don't look at the full picture people just look at bedtime, but you've got to look mm-hmm. at bedtime and wake up time as well and you've you've, you've got to understand that. and I think. That I understand it, um, and this comes to the personal thing that I had. Like my my parents would send me to bed at I don't I don't remember what time, like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, depending upon how old I was, and um, I would just lie in bed and just look at the ceiling for like mm. an hour or two hours, and um, it's a bit of a wasted time, really, <laughs> you know. Mm. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, so, I sort of think that if people can't sleep they should well, there's a, there's like okay try to relax and if you can relax you'll gradually fall asleep but if you got thoughts racing through your head you know it might, it might be better to get up and do something you know to write something paint something have a look at a book read something um, i'm not sure that watching a film at midnight is good for kids but if you want to watch something five or ten minutes long or whatever, I think that's you know maybe okay. So uh, Wallace and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit is some of those are a bit longer. I wouldn't I wouldn't advise watching them sort of later. <laughs> There's a couple of them that are, that are very short that, that maybe could be done. But um, <laughs> yeah. the where Rabbit's a long one. Okay, yeah. So th- <laughs> this is all. Oh, you're gonna get all this stuff. It's all gonna come to you, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, and parents want to avoid. Parent, you want to be. you want to be strict, but fair? Mm-hmm. And that's hard because. To be fair, you have to be open to all possibilities, but to be strict is to draw a line. Now, they're almost they're almost opposites. And um I think that's solved by creating the right environment. If you create the right environment for sleep, I think that sleep will happen in general. But I'm talking about after the age of four or five, because, because you know when you're when you're age age one. Well, is it easy to sleep? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't, darling. There's a lot of crying. Babies cry a lot because they find it very difficult to get to sleep sometimes. Yeah. Also, when they wake up as well. Yeah, they wake up and their their nappy is full of pee or poo and it's really uncomfortable for them and they start crying. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, crying is the baby's way of saying... I love you really <laughs> and that that that's that, that's how they 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 say it. it doesn't always come out like that, but um you know it's 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 their cry for 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 help and attention and that they need something so uh, so it's uh um, you know it it's it is and parents always have that difficult choice to make where the baby is crying in the next room mm-hmm. do i wait and do nothing and maybe the baby will cry herself to sleep or do i go there and do i see if the baby is okay because when the baby sees me <laughs> you know when those eyes are open and the baby sees me the baby oh will will maybe wake up and not go to sleep at all and there's no right answer there's no right answer at all and I, I think maybe the best thing to do is is to try to try both. Sometimes do one, and sometimes do the other, because you you, you never you never know um, what's what's going to work in that kind of situation. So uh, sometimes you need to go to the baby and be with the baby and cuddle the baby and make sure the baby's okay. And mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of science. Uh, about about babies there's a lot of science that the baby needs to be in the same physical space as the parents almost all the time that it's very negative for a baby if the baby especially under two years old if they have their own room and they sleep in their own room under two Mm. years old yeah so um the people need to go and read the studies for themselves and work out what works for them but um there's a lot of studies that show the bonding relationship is stronger if the child sleeps in the same room as the parents now this makes the parents life more difficult but that you know that's the price we pay right and mm-hmm. The the science is the comparative, uh, the comparative lifestyles science, which is, if you look at, not that these are great, always great examples, but if you look at tribal examples in South America or in, uh, in Africa or in some places in Indonesia, where, um, or on some islands in the South Pacific, where families just have one building that they live in. They just have, just have one, one place, everybody sleeps and they, they spend more they spend most of their time outside so they're only inside a little bit of the time mm-hmm. and, and most everybody sleeps in the same space in the same area now there's um there's there's obviously things you have to be aware of and things you have to be careful of and there, there's health and hygiene and, and all these things to, to consider as well which which might not be good in that kind of situation but uh you know it, it's worth remembering that 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 bond and that connection is very important. It's uh, it's not bad for the child to have their own room, but it's also good for the child as well sometimes to sleep with the parents mm-hmm. uh, and, and have that have that bonding time there as well. Um, and there's a lot of biological transfer as well. Um, what happens with um, there's what happens with things like the science of smell. Is really important i have a smell you have a smell everybody has a smell everybody smells different mm-hmm. and what children do is they learn to love the smell of their parents they learn to love the smell of their parents from all the close contact and then this smell this feeling that comes from that is what makes them feel comfortable. What makes them feel relaxed. What makes them feel safe. What makes them feel happy. And then later in life, when your daughter is 18, 19, 20, Mm -hmm. and she is looking for a partner, hopefully a boyfriend, (laughs) 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 because I'm a, classical, traditional, conservative type, mm. yeah. um, what she's going to look for is that smell. Mm. She's going to look for that smell. And if that person has that smell, they're going to feel comfortable mm-hmm. with that person. And that sense, that feeling comes from the early childhood bonding in the first two or three years with the parents and the close proximity and the close contact. Now, if the child always sleeps away from the parents, doesn't develop that sense of smell. And and this this is especially important for girls because it's very easy. It's, oh, bless you, bless you. It's very easy for the girl to pick up the scent of the woman because you know Mm -hmm. the woman is breastfeeding and you know there's always that Mm -hmm. yeah but it's very difficult for the girl in a lot of cases to pick up the scent of the father Mm -hmm. because the father's not in such close proximity to the daughter and that's why the father needs to sleep naked with the daughter and in those first two years and the daughter needs to sleep you know right next to the Mm -hmm. father to pick up that not, not not every night, of course, but every now and then to pick up that scent and that feeling of comfort. And um, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes Zora will crawl into bed here and give me a cuddle. Sometimes she will uh, sleep in this bed. Sometimes she'll sleep in her own bed. Sometimes she'll mm-hmm. sleep with mother and um, our other daughter, Jazz. Same thing with her. <laughs> and my, my son, Will, was the same up to the age of five. My son, mm-hmm. Will, would only fall asleep if i was there or my partner was there Mm -hmm. holding him in the bed and yeah did you you hear that no didn't hear that okay (laughs) she said (laughs) that when my son was um okay so we got nails on our fingers, and we've got nails on our feet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said that our son was on his feet. The nails were scratching <laughs> mum's back. <laughs> bum, oh bum, <laughs> scratching her <laughs> bum. She had to, she had to keep yeah. him out of the bed. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, there's, there's, there's a limit, and you know, I, I think that uh, uh, at a certain point, sort of enough is enough but um we need to be open to to this 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 knowledge and this understanding that there's a lot of unconscious subconscious biological communication going on in families as well and uh that that close proximity is uh is very important i i had a friend once who was i had a friend who was a scientist and he was talking, about, he was talking about the smell of people. And he said there's actually, there's, there's actually books written on how a lot of the time you choose your partner based on smell, but it's subconscious. You're not even aware of it because there's a similar smell to what you remember as, as, as a child there. And it, it, gets, it gets even more evolved than that because if you have parents who smoke, then as a child, or recognize you recognize the smoke. So you look in later in life, you, you feel more comfortable with a partner who smokes. Really? Yeah. Because they smell it. The children smell it on your clothes. They smell mm-hmm. it on your skin. Yeah. If you smoke. And what happens is the children are looking for that whatever love is comfortable bonding relationship Mm -hmm. with a partner when they grow up. And so they're looking for those senses. How do I feel? Yeah. And the sense of smell is one of those very, very strong, unique senses. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, you have children, the children of parents who smoke will Search for later in life for partners who smoke just because of that that influence. The same is true with alcohol. Yeah, that the children smell the alcohol, right? Mm. And um, and so when they choose a partner later in life, and they feel comfortable and they're like, um, you know, when, when look when someone says I love you, they're really not sure what they're saying, okay? Because there's like a there's like a thousand different kinds of love, yeah. Saying "I love you" to someone is very similar to saying "I want to buy a car." <laughs> okay, because there's a thousand mm. different types of cars. Yeah, there's a thousand different types, and they're all they're all different. So, so, cause, so when someone says "I love you," it's a very abstract, it's a very intangible thing. What does that mean? It means I feel happy when I'm with you. I feel comfortable when I'm with you. Why are you? Why do you feel comfortable? Because because of the senses because it reminds you of how happy you were when you fell asleep in your your mother's arms or your dad's arms when you were a kid Mm -hmm. yeah and um the people people don't realize that so yeah the, the cigarettes affect the senses later in life um alcohol affects the senses later in life um the uh all all the senses are effect are affected that way uh yeah? children tend a lot of children tend to follow some of the interests of their the music that plays around children affects them yeah if you got some gangster rap t- 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 you know that's going to affect the kids in a certain kind of way yeah probably going to grow up thinking everybody's against them or something um so uh yeah it's 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 important to in some way can control the environment and it doesn't it doesn't come back straight away it doesn't come around obviously we're talking about something that what you do now with your daughter Mm -hmm. will, will come back around in her life when she's 40. It'll disappear into the the ether and the, the subconscious and unconscious minds, and it'll come back to her when she's around forty years old. In terms of ideas and thoughts and understandings and memories, maybe faster if she grows up and has children younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Women well, we can have children between I don't know mm-hmm. eighteen and thirty-eight, right? So. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes that, the the younger you have children, the faster that the whole process will speed up because you you uh, certain memories will be triggered in your mind. And uh, you know you, as a woman who is who is pregnant, you're you're just like the super sense of everything, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, all those all those things. The, the music playing matters. The pictures on the wall matter. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. as so sense the pictures on the wall matter because children stare at these pictures every day and these pictures you know you you know you know in business they talk about a vision board like think about what you want to have in the future and get your board and put little pictures of where you want to be and what you want to have and vision board or your dream board or or whatever right the wall The the walls of your home, and very specifically the walls of the children's room, Mm -hmm. are a dream board. A dream board. I guarantee you, if you have walls with light blue sea color and boats on it, your child will want to travel. Mm -hmm. Your your child's going to see that every day. Think about what that does in the mind. A boat, a journey, an island, a place—it mm-hmm. is massive. It's going to have a massive effect. It's going to have a massive effect on the uh, <coughs> on on the uh, the development. If you have pictures of foreign pl- foreign places and stuff, and it, it, it's all every every image is important. Every every page of every mm-hmm. book is important. Every image is important because because it goes in and get, gets remembered by uh, mm-hmm. by the child. And you think you think this shit, you think this shit doesn't come back. Look look look. What am I reading? What am I looking at? Right, right now. You think I didn't have some of that when I was a kid, right? It's coming back around, right? Star Wars and Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Right? It's all, it's all, it's all coming back around. All those, all those experiences matter. The, um, uh, the food that you cook, the smell in Mm -hmm. the air. Oh, that reminds me of my mother's cooking. Boom. (laughs) Right? Suddenly you are psychologically transported to another place and another time by that smell. Yeah, the smell of fresh bread, or the smell of home-baked cookies with cinnamon and ginger—Christmasy mm-hmm. kinds of smells—they take us to uh, to different places. Yeah, the smell of a pine forest and the little needles from the trees. Yeah. Taste of the salt in the water—it's <laughs> all gonna, it all, it all comes back, it all comes back around later on. Look, that's why. See, I have that. I have that picture there. It's not. It's not by accident that 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 picture is is there. It's it's. It's the journey, right? It's the journey. We're all going somewhere. So, uh, yeah, and. Uh, every picture matters, every pic- as a child, I would walk around my parents' house, the big house, I would look at the pictures on the wall, and I was, in, and I was, I would think about them, like, I wonder why that picture is there, Would imagine being, because children are, for adults, it's like, oh, it's a picture, but children are like, hmm, i wonder what's behind that tree <laughs> in that picture i wonder if i could walk into that picture What? A, what? what <laughs> yeah, yeah i wonder if i could walk into that picture what it what it would be like <laughs> yeah yeah but it's, it's um so the, the children see things in a very in a very different way well adults are you know how adults always see the problems. The children, like the adults, are like, "Oh my God, don't do that!" And the children are like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess adults are, don't cross the road there. Oh my God, no! Wait, and the children, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's just, uh, that, yeah. daydreaming. Yeah, daydreaming. Uh, children daydream a lot and they should. Children daydream a lot and they, sh- they should because it's how the mind ex- explores explores the world. It's important to learn things too. Like, we have to do, you have to do some learning, by the way. Oh. And, um, which, oh, <laughs> bad parenting going on. Uno momento. Um, uh, which game are you playing, darling?